Ladies and gentlemen, this is your host, Huang Gray, and welcome to the Words to Success show. On here, we have raw conversations with the most incredible, influential, and fascinating minds on the planet to help you get closer to your own version of personal success. On today's episode, I'm bringing on Virginia Lozon, who is a super passionate Montreal-based life, love, and business coach. She is certified in NLP coaching and was recently recognized as Best Female NLP Coach of the Year in 2019. On this episode, we talk about self-esteem, horizontal to leadership, emotional intelligence, and the implementation of powerful strategies that you can apply in your own life. It's a fun episode, and Virginia drops a lot of gold all through the place, so make sure that you listen to the whole thing. All right, let's get to the show. Vamos. Vamos. Block time in your schedule that is going to be some you time to reflect, to introspect, to take care of yourself, to read, to know if you're aligned with your values, what your life mission is, what your purpose is. You lose yourself when other people's opinion of your success or your failure or your life becomes more important than what you really think and what you really feel about that. So be rock solid about what you think, what you feel, and where you're going. Define it clearly from the get-go. Virginia, welcome to the most badass on the planet. How do you do? I'm doing amazing. Thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure. So right now you are a life coach, correct? Yes, I'm an NLP coach, exactly. Okay, and you mind giving us a little backstory about how you got there? Because I think that's super interesting. And I mean, just spending every time I spend time with you is just very uplifting. You have an amazing attitude, amazing vibe, and you help people achieve that, right? Thank you so much. Wow, that's a that's a really sweet thing of you to say. Absolutely. Well, my journey started. Um, actually, it's so random how I started coaching because it makes literally no sense with what I was doing before, and I think that's what built me into the professional that I am. I actually fell in love with law before anything else. Okay. Since I was five years old, I thought and knew I wanted to become a lawyer because I believe in equality and justice and helping people and serving. And right after I got my bachelor's in civil law, I, got, I had my diploma in hand, and I'm like, this is not what I want to do with my life. And I had this big aha moment in the worst time I could because I had invested three years of my life studying all of those incredible things that I would then not use in my career, right? Mm -hmm. So that's where I, I was very confused. And you know what? Someone introduced network marketing to me at that exact time in which I was so confused. I'm like, hey, that sounds really crazy. I'm going to do it. Right. And... Little did I know I would be I would become super successful in it. A year and a half into my network marketing journey, I became one of the youngest vice presidents in the wow. world in that company. And it really happened out of nowhere. I wanted to do something different. I knew that I didn't want to do what I had studied for. And I developed my leadership. Believe it or not, I used to be super shy as a child. I didn't like to speak in public. And there I was, being one of the biggest income earners at my age in this company, traveling the world, giving conferences, building people up, developing my leadership and my confidence in those communication skills. Financially, I was healthy. Emotionally, I was healthy. I was living the best years of my life. It allowed me to do volunteer work around the world. It allowed me to make the best, amazing connections. And I actually saw coaches as one of the keynote speakers, um, 
on stage where I was getting trained and I became friends and acquaintances with some of the best uh, coaches in the world and one of them that I absolutely love, Wesley Gu, who worked with Tony Robbins, was the one who introduced me to the concept of NLP coaching. Hmm. And I just knew. I had to figure what, out what that was. I did the basic course, fell in love with it, and then I just left network marketing and dove into that 100%. Two years later, I'm a certified coach. I work with businesses, with people, with uh, entrepreneurs, and I just followed my heart. Amazing. And how old were you when you when you were the vice president at the network marketing company? Well, I was I was 24. I was 24 years old. Um, I earned uh, the car. I was making a, a really great income. And so, what were you like, Diamond? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, it, it's called regional vice president, okay. and uh, it was really fulfilling because yeah. it normally takes four to five years to get mm -hmm. there. It took me a year and a half, and I just I ran with it. I was so motivated to help people and develop that leadership and to grow a team. I developed my skills in sales. And the legal aspect of my previous background just helped me, you know, I, I used it to find out that it was a legitimate business model. And after that, it was just so easy to find other really smart professionals. You know, I had engineers, medical doctors, I had architects, I had business owners who joined my team. And it was, that's what I loved most about that experience is connecting with people from different fields and mm -hmm. had so much to teach me. Yeah. And that was very humbling and exciting. Yeah. So I was involved in a network, network marketing company as well when I was younger. Yes. And uh, I think a lot of very interesting people, yeah. <laughs> say, I'm saying we're interesting right <laughs> off the bat, you know what I mean? That's right. But, but yeah, I think you learn so much about sales, right? Yes. The amount of sales because it's not always a super easy prior to sell. And you, it's something where, in a way, to get people to join your team, there's usually a fee and you have to explain. So it's oh, a yeah. lot of vision. It is. Sharing that vision. So you have to learn about that. A lot about expanding your network because if your network is not growing, your business is dying. Definitely. 100%. In any business, but especially in that business. Yes. Um, you learn so much about... Rejection. I mean, rejection. Oh, yeah. I'm like... All right. So what's the number one piece of advice for rejection that you have for someone listening right now that is getting rejected today on something that they're doing? To not take it personal. To not take it personal. There are many reasons people say no to you, and that is what, what is going to build the character, stamina, and the strength for you to move forward. When they're saying no, they're saying no to either themselves, they're saying no because of a financial aspect, because of a confidence aspect. Maybe that there's not there's no chemistry between you and that person, and that's okay. You're not for everybody. Your service, your product, whatever it is you're trying to offer isn't for everybody. And not to not question your worth and not question how successful and how important and how uh, much value you can add to people's lives just because of a no. I can't even, if I had to count my no's, they would be, the road would be so long, I'd probably be in another continent right now counting my no's. And when you get that one yes, it takes you, it's so incredible what it does to you. So to not give up, because all the best people, all the people you admire, they got rejected so many times. You can't even keep track. Yeah. And it's one of those things that people don't necessarily always talk about, but if you have a deep conversations with anyone who's achieved any type of success, you know, and whatever success means to them, there's always that rejection and how they mm -hmm. overcame that. And for me, it's being, and I would say this, is like if you're able to be as enthusiastic with the same amount of energy, belief, and, and vision 
on door number 1042 yes. than on door number one when you were just so fired up and you, you like you would keep going until forever. Very few people are going to be able to do that, but the people that are able, I think that's literally yes. one of the number one things. If you're able to be as enthusiastic there, by the time you're there, you're in a whole other playing field. Exactly. I think there's this Winston Churchill quote. I don't know, I don't remember exactly the wording, but it says something like, success isn't about not, it's not about the lack of failure. It's about how you show up with enthusiasm, even when you fail. That's yeah. real success. And I truly believe that's true. And a no today can turn into a yes tomorrow. You never know. Or in a year. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So right now with what you're doing, what is it that, what is it that gives you most joy? Wow, what gives me most joy is knowing that there is a ripple effect to joy. Knowing that if I can ask one key question or help someone change their perspective for the better, they will become a better version of themselves. They're going to show up in their relationships. They're going to show up better in their professional life. And there's a ripple effect to that. So if I'm coaching a CEO and I help them find a new perspective on their life, on their joy, on what's important to them, how do they show up with their employees? How do they show up then with their clients? How does that person show up with his wife? It, it, there is a ripple effect to joy, mm-hmm. to happiness, and to, and to feeling good about yourself. And if I can change one pers- person's perspective and I can add more joy and add more meaningfulness to their joy and life, then you're slowly, low-key changing the world one person at a time. It just It's amazing how it feels. Yeah. So... Let's just say I'm CEO, right, of a company. I'm I'm uh, I'm young. I have a young team, growing. What would you say is a piece of advice that you can have for me? Something that I can, you know, act on, and that people that maybe have their own team or they're building it or they want to be doing that can also kind of add that into their own lives. Well, I'm gonna say something that's not very conventional. Yeah. Is that when you start developing something, an idea, a project, it's block time for yourself. Even if you only have three meetings that week, I know that it doesn't sound like it connects to that actual goal, that actual mission or vision, but block time in your schedule that is going to be some you time to reflect, to introspect, to take care of yourself, to read. If you can block out the time now and you commit to doing that no matter the level of financial or social success, you're always going to be feeding yourself and filling your own cup. And it's going to nourish and help you flourish those goals and your mission and everything else you do contributes to that. So do not forget to make that time. And I still do it. I'll block time on my schedule and I know that nobody can touch that time because it's for me. It kept, mm-hmm. it keeps me sane. It keeps me solid. It helps me give and be better. And I attract so many more opportunities when I commit to myself first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. It's so important to be able to block it off because mm-hmm. that's usually the first thing that, let's just say you have an important project, a big meeting, a big whatever, that's usually the first thing that goes, right? I think a lot of people, they realize that it's important for themselves, and a lot of people, they put that, okay, let's just say the gym, for example, yes. or exercising, yeah. right? Um, doing a type of meditation, yoga, whatever it is, that's usually the first thing to go. Exactly. Right? <laughs> so I think it's the amount of importance that you put that you put to it that it's almost like everything could be crumbling around, but 
I need that time. Rituals. Right? Healthy rituals. You need them because they're the first thing that goes, as you say. And then after a year or two years, you're building, you're getting bigger, you're having more, more exposure. Mm -hmm. And then you feel that you lose yourself. It's because you didn't instill those rituals. They have to be as important as showering, as drinking water. Yeah. That has to be, it has to be like a life or death situation where you take care of you because 10 years from now, you're going to be very happy you kept that. Yeah. Yeah, so I was having a conversation with, with someone very, very financial, financially successful, one of the probably wealthiest people um, in, in the country. And, and the biggest piece of advice they told me, they're like, you know what, I know you're going to be very, very successful. That's what they said. I was like, okay. And he's like, my biggest piece of advice is don't lose yourself. That's the hardest thing to do. And that's because once you are in the you know, process of trying to fulfill that and to get to where you want to get, there is the amount of, um, I don't know if temptation is a word, but yeah. just the amount of distraction, yes. noise, and pulls in all kinds of different direction that mm. lead that kind of, uh, they use the word actually sell on your soul, right? Yes. So oh, yeah. how is it? So let's just say if you have someone personally that's you're coaching and that they're trying to accomplish a lot, they want to accomplish because fulfillment for me also comes from accomplishment, yeah. right? So I know. I know I can be happy right now, right, and just kind of like I'm to be in a good state with myself. But I know I'm not going to have that real fulfillment if I'm not accomplishing what I want to accomplish. Because progress for me is very important. Yes. And I think in general, it's very difficult to be. For example, it's very difficult to be extremely depressed if you're progressing every day, big time, on something that you love, right? Yeah. It's it's very hard. So. What would you say is something, like how would you kind of frame that so someone does not lose themselves, quote unquote? Well, the first thing I would do with them is ask them, what is happiness for you? What is success for you? What is fulfillment for you? It can change from one person to another. For example, in my world, success, fulfillment has everything to do with being happy myself and social contribution, feeling that I'm making a difference in the world. Mm -hmm. If I'm extremely financially successful, if I travel, if I'm you know, the wealthiest person in the world and I have a lot of influence, but I don't feel that I'm contributing to other people's joy, success, happiness, uh, self-esteem. I feel like a failure, even if the entire planet thinks I'm a mogul. So it's very important for you to define what those are for yourself. That way you know if you're aligned with your values, what your life mission is, what your purpose is. You lose yourself when other people's opinion of your success or your failure or your life becomes more important than what you really think and what you really feel about that. So be rock solid about what you think, what you feel, and where you're going. Define it clearly from the get-go. A, we should end it right there from the get-go. <laughs> right. You just ended it like perfectly. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I love that. What is something that you know is really interesting in your life right now? Like something that you're extremely passionate about that you could share to the audience? Oh, I'm extremely passionate about volunteering, actually, which is something that I do, quote-unquote, for free. But it fills me up in so many ways and it helps me show up in a better way for my clients for my family and all my relationships and I think that's what keeps me grounded when I'm you know when I have as some people would call success or um, I become more noticeable or uh, my career grows mm -hmm. I need to, to stay grounded and 
for me, the best way to be present is to turn my phone off and to volunteer with people. I actually volunteer with farm animals at a sanctuary, and I volunteer with seniors mm. uh, who are lonely. And I just, uh, I had a training yesterday to help people in the last stages of their lives. So palliative care, oh. took a training for that so that I can be equipped to just, you know, be present for them, hold their hand. And it, what a privilege it is for someone to want you there in the mm-hmm. last days of their lives when maybe their families or they don't have anybody to be there for them. To me, that is the biggest privilege. I uh, My grandfather passed away in my arms a few years back. I was that person oh, for sorry. him. Thank you. And it was one of the most heartbreaking yet life-altering moments mm. of my life. It was so enriching and so difficult, and I feel that that's the best gift I could give to people on my free time. It really nourishes my soul, and I'm very passionate about doing that. And what was the like most altering thing about mm. that, if you don't mind me asking? Well, one of the things I did is I spent last Christmas with seniors. Yeah. And to think that, you know, I've always spent the holidays with my family, with my parents, and to to take that and to not spend it with my family knowing, being grateful that I have them all the time, and to take that time to go with people who literally have nobody and to know that it's so important, valuable for them to not be alone on Christmas. I took my own preferences out of the equation and I took that time to be with seniors. It showed me how fulfilling it is to give, to get out of your comfort zone and to do things that sometimes we're not comfortable doing or we're just like, ah, we'll go tomorrow. You know, to, to, to really, to put other people first when they're vulnerable like that, it is such a reward. I had tears in my eyes, in my eyes driving home from that. Yeah. It changed my life to be with them, with strangers who became family. I'm really inspired. I'm not. <laughs> I'm really inspired. I'm inspired, oh. but I'm very inspired by that. But so you are inspired. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really. Yeah. I don't. What I'm saying is that yeah, I am inspired. That's that's beautiful. Oh, thanks. That's yeah. I actually, fun fact, I wrote this. I don't know. If, it was kind of like an ebook. So my grandmother. Um, and a couple of years ago, uh, well, quite a bit of years ago, I think. How do you, when I say a couple of years ago, does that make you sound like it's like four years ago? It's more than a year. <laughs> what about a few years ago? Is it like the same? I get you. You it's get me? Good. I think well, we get the point. It's been a, it's been a while. Yeah, I had this conversation with someone. <laughs> They're like, a couple means this, and a few means this, and I was like, isn't it like the same thing? To the person who's listening and who said that to Juan, we apologize. We apologize. <laughs> so sorry, if it's yeah, not clear. Yeah, super sorry. <laughs> Anyways, um, so she was um, in bed in Mexico, and she was not able to to move. She, you know, um, she was very her uh, mobility was very limited, and. Um, I was also personal training back then. Okay, so I had a certification as a personal trainer, and I was working at a gym, and so I was learning absolutely everything as a trainer. And when I found out my grandmother wasn't doing well in Mexico, I ended up going having this like necessity to learn everything about like mobility mm. for seniors and health for seniors. And so I started researching everything, and I was—I actually went to the library, and I had books, just like books and books of like senior health and <laughs> exercise. And so I had all of these, you know, with the ball and with I the love weight. It. And so on my free time, and even at the gym, I was like reading. And then at night, I was reading, and I put this together, this whole ebook, like basically workout for seniors. For by seniors, Gray, yeah. I need that book. Uh, yeah, 
I, so I never actually released that. I, I don't know why, but it was more like for her. And I, then I kind of made it in Spanish. And what I, I actually did is like I would FaceTime with her and give you her exercises over the phone, you know, um, and uh, that she could do in bed until slowly she was able to actually, you know, get out of bed and, and do stairs, you know. And so she would call me, oh, I he sent me his, his exercises, you know, I did my exercises and everything. And, um, yeah, and I think that just, that just for me, it showed is, like, I remember at first it was, like, okay, this is it's not complicated, but if you really want to learn about something and you, your need is, like, I really... It was an urgency It was an urgency, you. You, know, you know? Um, and that's, that's how I felt about it, so it's, it's the kind of thing that no matter what it is that you want to learn about, if you set your mind to it, you can really... And now I consider myself quite knowledgeable compared to that if I didn't go through, through that, you understand? So anyways, that's just a little fact I thought about. Which it's is beautiful, and it's, it's beautiful to see how love can guide you into doing the most powerful things. You learned all of this for, yeah. because you loved and cared about someone super special to you, and I, I want to inspire people to be that way every single day. It makes such a difference. It does, yeah. And right now, <laughs> oh, my voice is like... <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I agree. Uh, what would you say that you are um, working on right now that is going to be very important for you over the next couple of years? I'm working on a few things, so there are things I can't really disclose yet, but I am working with a company right now uh, who does um, speed dating and matchmaking events everywhere in Canada, really? in North America, so I'm collaborating, co-hosting their first event uh, in uh, July, and it's for the vegetarian and vegan community, so it's very specific, it's okay. a nice little niche, and uh, we're doing that, and it just helps me develop that relationship aspect of mm -hmm. my coaching services, um, and yeah, getting familiar with that. Um, also working with other people, planning on uh, future retreats for coaching mm -hmm. and other things, so stay tuned for that. But uh, just like day-to-day -day working with my clients and just uh, meeting new people who have a desire to move forward and to release some blockages and limiting beliefs is what keeps me like super excited mm -hmm. every single day. I want to take a quick second to thank our sponsor for today's episode, Vessi Footwear. They are literally the only everyday sneakers that you can actually wear every day. They are super stylish, 100% waterproof, breathable, extremely comfortable, oh, and they're even vegan. Honestly, when I found out about this brand, I knew I wanted to try them out, and after I did, I hit them up to work right away because after wearing them for months, I genuinely love the product and want to support so more people can actually enjoy the Vessi shoes as well. To check them out, you can go to VessiFootwear.com, that's V-E-S-S-I Footwear.com, and I can guarantee you won't regret it. Let's just say for consulting work, right? So we have had some questions of people saying like, hey, I want to start a consulting business or something along those lines because what's interesting about consulting is that if you have an area of knowledge or of expertise that is quite a few steps higher than someone else, you don't have to be necessarily, you know, the most advanced at something. You know, for example, you still have a coach, right? For sure. Yes. And you're constantly learning. So you have two coaches. You have two coaches, <laughs> right? So and that's what people don't understand. Sometimes they, they feel like they have to know absolutely everything to oh, get started. No, but no. the reality is if you have more knowledge, information, and, and a way to connect it, and not only for them to get that information, but to apply it to that, that's valuable right there, right? And people are willing to pay for those couple steps ahead. So let's just say people that they have a 
skill, they have an expertise at something, and they want to turn that into a business that can help people, what's your biggest piece of advice of actually turning it into an actual consulting business? So there's two things I want to say. The first thing is do not be afraid to start somewhere. Don't be afraid of being a beginner because all the greatest people that you follow on social media and all these big people who are very successful, they've all started somewhere. They all knew, like you're not born knowing everything about entertainment or law or business. Yeah. You learn those skills. And the most important thing to me is get a mentor. Get yourself a mentor. So obviously you can learn certain things at school, but if you have like a desired uh, set of uh, an expertise you want to learn and be familiar with, get someone who's five years, two years, ten years along the road who has that experience that maybe you have the knowledge but not like on field experience and don't be afraid to ask for mentorship because people, most people who are further than you in that field or that space, they're eager to share their knowledge. They're eager to help the next generations. Don't be afraid to get a mentor and invest time money for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So let's just say they have a mentor, yeah. right? In a certain direction. What's your kind of the next step for that after that? The next step, well, to um, to kind of develop your your offer, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, what I did, I got coaching before get, becoming a coach because I was very excited and nervous and anxious to de to decide what would be my field exactly. Am I mm -hmm. going only corporate or only professional, or am I going into my first field of of legal right. legal field? So with uh, class action lawyers or defense lawyers or corporate lawyers, what it, or am I doing just personal relationship? And what came out of all of those coachings is take a deep deep breath, Virginia. Test your market. Become a coach. Test what you love and what calls your name, and then follow that. So after five coachings, I discovered that I had no clue, and I had to really give myself a chance to discover. Yeah. And often we fall into the trap of wanting to know every single thing before we start, but that's not even the reality of things. Yeah. And I'm really glad I kept my options open because I do corporate, I do personal, I do relationship. And as I keep growing, I will find something that definitely interests me much more, that I want to focus on more. But first I had to give myself the space and time and flexibility to discover and explore all of that. And that would be my tip. Give yourself the right to explore. Mm -hmm. To explore. Yeah, because so many, so many times people, they know they want to do something, yeah. but they have absolutely no idea how to get there, and that's what mm. stops them. Exactly, right? they stop. Like, oh, I have to only coach women from 21 to 35 in this city, this language, yeah. this type of coaching. You start somewhere. Mm -hmm. Give yourself the option of exploring, being creative, and then like your intuition is gonna tell you, oh, that is definitely what I wanna focus on more. But maybe it's not gonna happen on day one, and that's okay. Trust yeah. your journey. Yeah, because I think it is important to be able to know, you have to know where you, not where you fit, but at the end of the day, if yeah. you try to speak to absolutely everybody, no. you know, there's nobody that's really going to fully connect exactly. to you on the, on the, on the dimension, yes, right? Yes, So, because when, when people say, wow, she really solves my problem because she yeah. caters to this, to this person, and that's me. Oh, my God. It's, it almost makes it, like, irresistible to want to work with you. If they see that you do absolutely everything, yeah. they don't really know No, because you're you not, uh, you're, it's not specific. You're not, like, this expert. You're not the top of the line in this Field. But before you become top of the that line in that, it takes time. And there. yeah, you don't want to limit yourself either saying, like, I'm starting, I'm not even a coach, I'm only going to do this. 
what if that's not for you? Then you have to do a whole rebrand, and it's like it's very confusing. People give up mm -hmm. because they tried something so specific, and that's only in coaching, of course. It depends on the business or the area that you're in, but I'm really happy I gave myself the space because what I find distinguishes me, and no matter what I do, because I have the more... Um, the more, uh, let's say, that, like the legal aspect where I'm a little more um, um, like organized and, and specific and uh, intellectual. And then there's another side of me that's very soulful, that's very caring. And I think that what distinguishes me is how comfortable I make people feel early on, whether it's for a big like million dollar deal corporate wise or a relationship issue. And I find that's what makes me special and how I can make people uh, confide in me and make them feel at home. So that's what I focus on for now. And eventually, two years down the line, maybe I'll come back for a podcast and I'll talk, I'm doing just this. Right, and right. it'll be awesome and I'll love it. I'll have followed what my gut told me. But for now, I'm just like diving into everything and loving it. Um, you, you're also <laughs> doing, sometimes you help people with their relationships, with their love life as well. I do. I know, I, I know that we had, you know, we, we've talked about uh, some interesting stuff before. We did. Regarding. <laughs> didn't record it. <laughs> no, we did not record that. But it was very interesting. I think something that a lot of people would, um, Definitely get value of <laughs> be, yeah. be interested. What what is what is the? I mean, there's so many different things, but what are two pieces of advice, um, as in, in a relationship, that you can tell people that can help them that they maybe have not heard of before? In relationships, well, one thing is know what your standards are. So let's say you're dating, and for early stages of dating, there's a difference between your expectations and your standards, and... Um, Big difference. Yes, there's a huge difference, yeah. and your standards in life, or in this relationship, it isn't what you want, it's what you allow. Wait, repeat that. I will repeat <laughs> that. Your standards yeah. are not what you want, it's what you allow. 100%. 100%. So if you go into a relationship, you start dating, you're liking this person, and you're kind of like, you're going with the flow about your standards. You're like, oh, she doesn't have this, this, that I'm looking for that are so in, so important to me. It's like my core values, that's exactly what I know I'm attracted to and I need in order to be my best version. Kind of ignore that because she's cute, or ignore that because, oh, you know, we're having a great talk. It's going to creep on you along the way like it's gonna manifest itself some way and if you have those red flags in the beginning and you choose to ignore them well you're not really going any further if you're looking for something meaningful and healthy communication learn that skill you might go longer but you might not you're not gonna go further no no exactly if you ignore the red flag let's say you're with somebody and they absolutely they're not into music, they're not into entertainment, let's say, or they're a very private person and you're a super loud person, you love going to clubs, you love networking. Are you talking about me? Are you saying not I'm at loud? All. I'm not saying Virginia. you're loud. I'm, I'm much louder than you, I think. <laughs> you <laughs> are much louder than me. <laughs> uh, if you're that type of person yeah. and you know, you know you cannot be with somebody who's too private, too quiet, or too, let's I don't know, maybe insecure. And you choose to be with that partner just to test it out, but you kind of deep down the little voice is saying, eh, it's not the best option for you. It's gonna come up 
it's going to happen something is going to manifest along the way but if you're honest deeply honest with yourself and you know you need somebody to come with you to those events to expand that business for you you're looking for that partner well be honest with yourself and be honest with the other person and it's kind of what I feel helps you manage your time and expectations is kind of filtering early on and knowing what your do's and don'ts are and being faithful to that. Yeah, and talking about faithful, um, that's something that we discussed as well, which I think was interesting that most people think that, for example, cheating on someone is only like a physical act, right? Oh. Oh, we could talk about that for hours, but yes, yes, definitely. Cheating goes far beyond the physical, and again, it's about set, having those conversations. That's my other tip. Have important conversations at the beginning. If you're looking for a life partner, you don't want to find out that they don't want to get married five years from now. If you really you want do. to get married, yeah. you know, have this conversation in the first few dates. Women, especially women, I find are afraid of having those conversations because they're like, I'm going to scare them off. If that's really what you're looking for and you scare that person off, that's okay. That's not your person. Yeah. That's just, it's, it's normal. Yeah, it's okay. okay. So here's a question for you. What are the top things, let's just say, okay, okay. in a relationship? Okay, let's, let's just put an example here. Okay. Okay. We met, you and I, okay? And we're, yeah. And I was like, okay, um, I think you're cool. You think I'm cool. Thank you. We like each other. <laughs> <laughs> what would be the number you know the, the first couple of things that you think okay let's have this conversation early on talk about these particular subjects and if that's you know we're all in agreement with yep. that there's you know there's somewhere to go forward because let's just say if those things clash yeah and you don't talk about it it's gonna it's gonna clash Absolutely. later on so what would be those number I don't know I don't know number but what would be those like subjects that you think are super important to talk about so um, something that I encourage a lot of people everybody <laughs> to do is to study body language mm -hmm. I think it's very powerful especially for more intimate relationships even business very very useful um, I would kind of look and test the body language and the first conversations I would have is you know what are your uh, belief systems what are your values and what are your intentions? Obviously, I'm very aware that going into a date, like we're in our 20s, I'm not gonna go on a date with you and go like, okay, when's the wedding? And uh, yeah. are you gonna meet my mom tomorrow? That's that's not really realistic. But to know, are we on the same page? And how do you want this to progress if it does? First, first date, test the chemistry, have a great talk, and then slowly but surely, don't be afraid of asking those questions. For some people, it takes a while to develop the trust, takes a while to want to be in a committed, exclusive relationship, but what if that's what you want down the line? It's okay to want to set those expectations or those needs, and if you tell me, you know, I want to have multiple partners for the rest of my life, and that's not really how I roll, it's good to know in the beginning, and then you can kind of decide, well, do we keep this more casual? Do we keep seeing each other, or do I stick to what I really want, and I, I kind of go elsewhere to just be honest about those things so I would definitely have the talk if you're in that age space where you want children marriage commitment or not have that talk mm -hmm. you know where are you headed what are your projects too and how do you view relationships what's your ideal relationship don't need to talk about the exes on the first date that's a little awkward it's a little intense yeah. <laughs> So let's say people listening, a yeah. lot of them are entrepreneurs, right? So let's just say an entrepreneur, um, you know, a girl, a guy, that they have their priorities set. Their mm -hmm. business a lot of times is like their number one priority, right? And I think a lot of yeah. times they have a hard time um, explaining that to the partner. And if that's not clear from the beginning, because 
if they put that as a second priority or they just kind of put on the side they're personally not going to be happy they're not going to be fulfilled and they're not going to move forward in the way especially it depends on what state your business yes. in, what state as a person like right now i know that's where i'm at right and that other person needs to understand that 100 percent later on in life i think my pro doesn't change you understand absolutely but so what would be your advice how would you have that conversation with a boyfriend with a girlfriend um so they, they know like where you stand. Well, I would ask them, like first of all, what's your language of love? Is it spending quality time with me? Is it a text message? What is What are your needs in a relationship? Yeah. If you tell me that you're fine with me traveling three weeks to the U.S. or abroad for a conference for a meeting or a business deal, and you're comfortable with that, you know, that's fine. I need to know what their needs are, what their priorities are, and how they function in a relationship. And also, are they ambitious in their lives? Are they committed to a dream? I would have a hard time with somebody just waiting for me. Yes. That would be really depressing, and I would feel a lot of pressure, and I, I think I would develop some type of guilt from that person yeah. waiting for me at home or expecting certain behaviors, and they can pretend they are okay with it in the beginning, but down the road, it can be very difficult to be with someone like you and I. Unless they're in the same headspace or unless the expectations are very clear, I would have the conversation with them, and I think it's a matter of quality time. Maybe I won't have as much time as another woman in the city doing the same things or different things where I can spend from Friday to Sunday with you and cooking and watching TV or going to dinner. Yeah. But what if we spend one night a week or two nights a week and I'm fully present, look you in the eye, and it's just you and me? Yeah. That makes such a difference. More so than being with you all week and checking my phone and not really caring. So is that something that you feel it, you're valued in the relationship? You feel that totally. you're respected? Quality over quantity. So many people who are not entrepreneurs are always on their phone. They're always distract. They're on their laptop. They're not. They. I see people at restaurants. They're in a relationship. They don't talk to each other. They're on their yeah. social media. So... Or, or influencers, I see them, they, they post a story and then they fight. So it's, mm -hmm. you know, it kind of makes you wonder, how do you want this relationship to look like? And and be clear, be clear. You can't expect somebody to, to understand what your needs are if you don't tell them. You mm -hmm. need to tell them, my business is number one right now, but I can make quality time for you, even if it's not 10 hours, that hour I'm gonna be with you, it's gonna be amazing. And I'm gonna be all in. Yeah. And so how do you help people become more present? Hmm. Well, an exercise I like to do is it's something about anchors. So let's say you're very stressed before a meeting. Yeah. I help people through an NLP technique that is an anchor. So mm -hmm. it's like a physical touch. Let's say I'm, I'm touching two fingers together where that will transport them to a happy thought, happy place, something like that. So I want to know what makes people relax what makes people feel good i know i'm an ocean baby i love being by the ocean i love those sounds so whenever i'm stressed or worried my happy place is the ocean like being in the ocean being in those waves like i don't know like down south so i'll create that anchor for myself and although i'm not necessarily in the awareness of i'm here i'm in this space i'm in this moment it transports me into something where i feel good and when i do that then it allows me to be fully present to now without the stress without the worry without like the chatter in my head mm -hmm. what's your happy place my happy place 
Good question. Is it here? It's right here right now. <laughs> I think my happy place you guys is... heard that? <laughs> <laughs> no, my happy place is constantly... I don't say it's constantly changing. I think there's... there's uh, I don't know. It's in my mind. Like, I see... I see... Um, I see, like, a mountain. And I'm at the top of that mountain ov- oh. overseeing literally what I consider being the most beautiful um, view what is of it? life. It's like nothingness and everything. It's and colors. what does it look like? It, it looks like it looks like palm trees. Wow, with it looks color. Like purple. Purple palm trees? Yeah. That is amazing. What does purple represent for you? Purple represents excitement, it represents peace, lust, and serenity. That's amazing. Yeah. So when you're stressed or before a meeting or something that you feel is unpredictable, maybe you can create an anchor and transport yourself to that amazing place with the purple palm trees. How would that change your experience, you think? Yeah, I think uh, that would be that would be uh, nice. Yeah, we can practice that after. <laughs> <laughs> Proof of palm trees. Yeah. Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah, I like that. So what would be something that right now... Um, you want to leave the listeners with because we're going to start wrapping up soon mm. so what's something that you want to lead you know lead let's just say right now that they are uh there's maybe someone who is in the hardest situation in their lives right now and they're listening to this because they're trying to get answers because yes. as you and i know when you don't have clarity in life things can in your mind you can be living in hell right even if your external world is great, if you don't have clarity and you don't feel like you have any purpose in what you're doing, you could be making the most money, you could be doing all kinds of different things that people see you as successful, but if you don't have that, you're, you got nothing. So what would be your advice for that? Well, first of all, you are not your circumstances, you are not your past, and you can always rewrite your story. You can always start over. And there's always a silver lining in every single situation. We see people on the news lose their homes, hurricanes, people who live in, live in deep poverty or people who getting a divorce, losing their jobs. There is always a silver lining. It's all about how you use that challenge and you use that energy that can like make you feel very desperate and very alone and very sad. If you take that same energy and you use it to propel you, you're going to reach so many new heights. That's been my story. Every time I've fallen and felt terribly lost, I used that confusion and I used that pain. Like when my grandpa passed away in my arms, the next day I had a big business meeting and everybody on my team told me to cancel. I showed up, I had tears in my eyes, but I delivered the best presentation of my life. I did the same thing when I lost two of my friends in law school in a tragic car accident. The next week I had an exam for fiscal law and I had that class with them. They weren't there. Their seats were empty. I got 100 on that test. It's about how you recycle all those difficult emotional struggles. Use them as your fuel. Use them as your drive. And you are going to be surprised at how amazing your life can turn out to be. Stay strong and, you know, develop that. Develop that resilience. It's the best thing you can do. Don't give up. Don't give up. I love that. And I love your perspective on a lot of different subjects. So I'm going to ask you one more question because I'm greedy like that and I know people are going to enjoy it. So yeah. last piece of, last question here. Um, I'm giving you a piece of paper right now. 
grabbing that piece of paper and it's it's a paper that you're going to maybe give to a future daughter son or anyone that that you love um who whatever you write on that piece of paper they're going to have it in their pocket and they're going to be able to go back to it whenever they feel the need to every single day um what would be and it's like what you're going to be remembered for right that they're going to be able to kind of go back to that what would be your piece of advice on that piece of paper and what would be your words of success be kind and stay humble. And do we have time for like a little anecdote yes. about that? Um, I just received an award uh, at my school, my supervisors in NLP coaching, they gave me the award of best female NLP coach of the year. And I was so shocked when I got that. I'm always shocked when I get an award. Thank you so much. And I rushed home that day. I had like four hours of coaching. I was so tired. And wow. between the coachings, I go to a store to get a frame because I really wanted to frame that. Mm -hmm. I didn't want it to get like dirty or whatever. I come home and the saying in that frame was be kind and stay humble and I realized that I got a frame that doesn't open. It's one of those things where the paper inside you're stuck with it. Mm. And I remember being so excited to like frame this, to look at it, to I had worked so hard to get any type of recognition and that was staring that was staring back. Wow. Be kind and stay humble. So I actually never framed that and I kept looking at that. At that saying, I'm like, wow, it's so fitting. Yeah. I will keep doing that, no matter how high I get. I'm going to, I'm going to keep that, always in mind. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Well, Virginia, thank you so much for coming on the show. It was a pleasure to have you on, and I am extremely excited to see where we are at in the next couple of years, having another conversation. Definitely. Thank you so much for having me. It was very fun. My pleasure. <laughs> All right, I hope you guys enjoyed my conversation with Virginia. If you want to learn more about her, you can go to wordstosuccess.com under episodes, and all her links are there. All right, I hope you guys keep enjoying the podcast to the fullest, and I'll see you on the next episode. Vamos. Vamos. Vamos.